All right, every single day here on The Ref at high noon, Parker Thune takes over with Mike Steely. He's been kind enough to join us to kick off the next two hours of this show. He'll join us again at 11 a.m. But, um, Parker, as you prepare for the Brent Venables press conference in about 30 minutes from now, it seems as for the most part of those players that have been committed, um, Oklahoma's hitting a home run, 22 of the 24 commits in. Uh, and, and I guess even in that, let's start with Marcus Strong. How much of a surprise was that to you? Yeah, not 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 a huge surprise, Plank. He's a guy that we had talked about for a few weeks now, and that was kind of a guy that they had made a late push for after DJ, DJ Hicks committed to Texas A&M. He took an official visit this past weekend, and that was always one that was going to go down without a lot of fanfare. And so I mentioned on the air around 7 a.m. this morning with Toby that the three guys you're really watching today, if you're an Oklahoma fan, that were yet uncommitted were Marcus Strong, Peyton Bowen, and, of course, Cecilia Kana. So Sooners already one for three in that department, getting the signee from Strong out of Union County, Florida. So not not a huge surprise there, uh, but certainly a nice late addition to this class for OU. Do you think that has anything to do with maybe Todd Bates or Brent Venables feeling like the DJ Hicks train had left at the station getting uh, Strong in the mix? Well, here's the way I look at it, Plank. First off, I just want to emphasize things are not completely dead between OU and DJ Hicks. But also, nobody should be getting their expectations up. Nobody should be getting their hopes too high. And this is, I would imagine, the stance that the OU staff has begun to take in recent days and why they brought Marcus Strong in on that official visit this past weekend is when a guy leaves you at the altar like that, especially in the manner that DJ Hicks did, you can't count on him changing his mind again. And you can't, honest, quite honestly, as harsh as it sounds, you can't count on that guy holding to his word and signing with you, even if you have reason to believe that would happen. So, again, OU is still in communication with DJ Hicks. Things are not completely dead on that front, but especially with the way his initial commitment went down, you can't take anything for granted with a kid like that. Parker, how many times have you been asked about Peyton Bowen in the last two weeks, and has much changed in what's been a fairly consistent opinion that you've had about his future? Yeah, this has been a bizarre recruitment, Plank. I mean, one of the weirdest that I've ever covered, because even this morning, when you talk to people in the OU circle, there's a ton of confidence that they're going to flip Peyton Bowen, and there has been that confidence for months. You talk to people in the Notre Dame circle, Notre Dame maintains that they're going to hold off the push from the Sooners and hang on to Peyton Bowen's commitment. Now, the way that I look at it is, and I, I have been saying for months, I believe Peyton Bowen ends up a Sooner. I strongly believe that. The way I look at it is, especially on a day like today, when you have to put pen to paper and make a decision for your future, the way that he's handled this recruitment, quite honestly, Plank, there are going to be bridges burned one way or another. There are either going to be bridges burned in South Bend or there are going to be bridges burned in Norman. Peyton Bowen's going to have to burn some bridges to make this decision. I struggle to believe that the bridges he's going to choose to burn are the bridges with his best friend, Jackson Arnold, and his girlfriend, who's committed to play soccer at Oklahoma. So I think there's a ton of reason for confidence uh, as far as OU is concerned today as it pertains to Peyton Bowen. I believe the Sooners end up flipping the five-star safety from Notre Dame. 
uh, two more quick ones, and we'll let you get out of here. First, what are you hearing about Cecilia Kana, who apparently you know, kind of felt like he was a bit of an under-the-radar guy, and then you mentioned the Colorado and the Louisville trips, now Texas. You've got Longhorn Network people projecting him to Texas. What do you think? Yeah, man, this one's gotten dicey within the last 24 hours. Heck, within the last 12 hours, this thing wow. has really gotten dicey between Oklahoma and Cecilia Kana. The gap has closed significantly, and Texas has made a very strong late push in this recruitment, leveraging two relationships in particular, one being the relationship with three-star linebacker Leona LaFau, Cecilia Kana's best friend from the state of Hawaii, and a Texas commit, and the other being the relationship with his sister Kaylee, who is a member of Texas's national championship volleyball team. So... The Longhorns have made this thing really interesting, and I don't know that I can comfortably project Cecilia Kana to Oklahoma anymore as things stand. Like, this feels like a legit toss-up heading into his announcement this afternoon. So that's going to be one that Sooner fans are biting their nails over for the next few hours. Hey, if Brent's still talking at 11, we won't bug you, but just as we've been sitting here talking, uh, Dalen Smothers officially sent in his letter of intent, so the running back class is complete. Uh, I don't know how much you've dug into Dalen Smothers, but I know that uh, I know they like this recruiting class running backs-wise, don't they? They really do. And uh, they're very fortunate to have landed a guy in Dalen Smothers that kind of flew under the radar a little bit, all things considered, but that could easily be regarded as one of the best running backs in the entire country had he gotten the chance to play his senior year, which due some, to some extenuating circumstances he didn't play as a senior, but between Dalen Smothers and Caleb Hicks, you got two really low-maintenance guys that didn't make mountains out of molehills in their recruitment and uh, stayed very firmly locked in with Oklahoma throughout the whole process. You recall when OU hit their skid back in the month of October, Smothers was one of the most vocal on Twitter about sticking it out with Brent Venables and company and believing in the direction of the Sooners program. So you got to be really excited about the future of this running back room when you consider that not only do you have Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk, but you'll be bringing Marcus Major back next year. You've got a Mecca Megwa in the fold, and you're adding a very solid one-two punch in this recruiting class in Dalen Smothers and Caleb Hicks. Uh, enjoy the presser, Parker. When it's over, we'll give you a shot, buddy. Hey, sounds great. I'm actually in Nebraska. I just dropped by Kate McIntyre's oh. signing day ceremony. So. I'm not going to the press conference. If you want to talk again in an hour, we'll talk again in an hour. That sounds great to me. We will call you in an hour, buddy. That's Parker Thune. (laughs) See ya. I need to start doing that. Well, I'd say he's getting away with family. He was actually at the signing day for Cade McIntyre. So that means, all right, here's here's where we are. It's 10-10 on the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Um, Hayes Fawcett is reporting that Peyton and Eli Bowen will be announcing their commitment on his Instagram in about an hour. We will bring that to you live. Now, again, you know, Brent Venables is slated to meet with the media at 10.30 a.m. So I don't know if, I don't know if this means now that they might wait until after 11 a.m. You know, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of these types of situations where coaches go ahead and have their press conference and then a guy signs and you just don't have any information about him until obviously the next time you get a chance to hear from coach. But 
I don't, I don't know. We'll kind of see how this plays out. I don't know if it's a situation where Peyton Bowen is waiting until the last possible second. I don't know if he started to let people know that he is in or he is out. But um, according to Hayes Fawcett, according to Hayes Foster, who's Hayes Foster? According to Hayes Fawcett, he'll be making an announcement at 11 a.m. And, yeah, Burley Boomer, nobody praying harder for a Bowen flip uh, then Parker Thune, he has endured the Bowen text and tweets for way too long. 832 writes, unfortunately, I'm getting to a point where I just don't trust anything that uh, anyone says about big-time recruits. Every time they say we get them, we don't. No, stop. Stop. Just because, who's my boy that I hate, Josh? Um, well, I don't hate anyone, but then I'm still holding it against him. Steve Wiltfong? Just because Steve Wiltfong is fonged like five guys to Oklahoma that haven't gone there, you don't need to be going 180. It's fine. Hey, this is part of the fun. This is part of the fun of this is this is fun. This is not life or death. Your day is not going to change if Peyton Bowen announces at eleven AM that he's going to Notre Dame. Because you know what you'll do is like, huh, that's great. Man, this recruiting class is pretty salty. So that's me. That's how I roll, but we'll see. Nine one eight, Peyton Bowen. About Peyton Bowen, girlfriends are undefeated. Are they? Because if I would have gone to the well, actually, hold up. Let me pause for just a bit. I did chase a girl to college, but not because she was my girlfriend. I was hoping to make her my girlfriend, and it never really materialized. Did you know that, Josh? Ever tell that story? No, I've heard the no? story of having. I, I, yeah, maybe you have. Maybe I have. All right. Well, I won't. I won't tell the same story over and over. But yeah, I can. I can completely see that. Uh, Frisco sooner writes. Do you think there's any chance that Peyton Bowen's recruitment turns into a Brew McCoy type of situation, where he signs with a school, then changes his mind 17 days after, and goes to the other school, then transfers back to the original schools? <laughs> Realtor Chris writes, I keep hearing that girlfriends are undefeated unless mama doesn't like her. And then two more, girlfriends don't beat mom, and the 918 might be a good way to get rid of a girl. Oh, come on. 918. This is not fun, Plank. It's BS involving wishy-washy kids, which is why I don't trust what anyone says. Well, you should. Why do you, why do you follow recruiting? You should trust what people say because they spend a lot of time and energy trying to get this information for you. And whether or not whether or not Bowen ultimately signs with Oklahoma today, what Parker Thune has said along the way is true. The Oklahoma camp has felt like Peyton Bowen's going to sign with Oklahoma, right? I mean, that's what he's right. reported. That's what he's told you. And that's the situation. Now, whether or not that winds up being the case today – we're going to find out. Clearwater sooner cracks me up. Plank, it is life-changing. If Bowen doesn't sign with OU, I will quit my job, get divorced, move to South Dakota, and become a Jackrabbit fan. You should probably um, already be a Jackrabbit fan to begin with. Yeah, I know, right? You can root for them. They're, they're not any threat to Oklahoma. No, to, not true sooner. You're right. It's a very sad story. 
that I followed Heather Bell down here in hopes that I could turn her and make her fall in love with me. And we could have beautiful, she had red hair, and I imagine these these beautiful ginger planks that would be running around and they would play all these sports and we'd be happily married and we'd live in Oklahoma for the rest of our lives. Then she left and went back to Wood River after a week in Tulsa and I was kind of stuck. So <laughs> She said, uh, yeah, I'm done. Now, I want to make this clear, too. It's, it's probably one of the top five most psychotic things I've ever done uh, in my life, right up there with blocking everyone after Baker Mayfield beat the Raiders. But, hey, don't talk ass. Um, I literally, it was like on a whim. I took one trip to Tulsa, Josh. I was like, I like it here. It's a really cool school. I could go here. You know, it's and, – and they didn't even have the – I'm like, do you have a – you have t- broadcast – journalism tv no no we don't have that but we have communications i'm like ah uh, we'll see and then i found out heather bell was going to school here i was like i'm going to tulsa going to tulsa let's go oh gosh i think she's i think she still lives in wood river too who knew all right let's get a break <laughs> my gosh people are cracking me up this has been a great text line day Right, Josh? Have we really had a bad text line day recently? No. We, yeah, we've right, been true. on fire lately. She she pulled a Hicks on you. That's right, True. She pulled a Hicks. So 11 a.m. this morning, that's 11 a.m. this morning, it looks like Peyton Bowen is going to announce that um, he will sign. With whom or who, we don't know. But we'll do our best to bring it to you live at 11 a.m. I hope it's... You know, I've been burned before playing something that I thought was going to be like a live, clean thing. I hope it is. I hope it's not like some rap song that's got bombs dropped in them. So far, Oklahoma has received 23 of the 24 expected letters of intent today. Uh, I say 24 with kind of a question mark because uh, you you had the surprise with Marcus Strong. We're still waiting on Peyton Bowen. Oh, you're not out of the David Hicks mix, but... The Cecilia Cano one, as you just heard from Parker, is getting very interesting. So we'll keep you up to date. We'll bring it to you live when anything happens right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. When we come back, though, well, let's tell you about the, the cold that's coming. Gary Cavins is here. We're at Cavins Construction because why not? Big, big cold front moving through. Make sure your home and business is protected. We'll tell you about it next. All right. Um, listen, we'll, we'll pause some crude talk here for just a second. We are officially, Josh, waiting on still, what, just one name for Oklahoma? Is that right? One name, and that is the uh, Dolby kid. I believe that's where we are as far as the projected 23, which is actually 24. So um, I think one name, right? One name, and then we'll see, right? Uh, the decision coming up for Bowen uh, not too awfully long from now and uh, Akana a little bit after that. And that's, I mean, that's where we're at. That's that's what's left, we think. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Peyton, Bowman, uh, Peyton Bowen's announcement. We'll bring it to you live right here on The Ref. We are at Cavens on signing day. And uh, Gary, in fact, was on vacation with his family. And when you saw the weather, you thought, we got to get back so you can be here to help out uh, Oklahoma, Wichita, Dallas, uh, because it looks like this is going to be a fairly substantial winter storm that's rolling through. And, I mean, I, I can't think of another way to put it, pipe-busting weather. You got People need to be prepared for potential disasters, don't they? Yes, most definitely. You know, uh, I was uh... – we were on vacation, and um, I heard, you know, I kind of been watching the weather, obviously, for the last week or week and week or so, really closely. And I saw that we're going to go under some freezes for here for, you know, 
48 hours, uh, a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, that is pipe bursting weather. And, you know, I was like, come back and coordinating the crews, making sure they're getting ready to go, making sure all the trucks are staged and ready to go full filled with gas and everything so we can respond, you know, 24 seven for any emergency you might have this, you know, you know, basically Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, you know, a lot of times when the pipes freeze, they freeze and they expand and they break. And until they tell it warms up and it starts melting, you don't see it. Um, you know, signs for pu- busted pipes to look for is puddling around your slab on the outside of your house. Um, basically water in um, on, on, on the floors is a big thing too to look for. Um, you know, and pe- something people forget is to also check closets um, you know, in rooms that you're not into. A lot of people have rooms that they don't go into, you know, their junk rooms or mm-hmm. their guest rooms, and they just don't go into those rooms. Go into those rooms, check them after the freeze, check the closets after the freeze, look for those signs of moisture um, that can happen because pipes can break in the slab, they can break in the walls, they can break above the walls. Um, you know, residentially, commercially, what we see a lot of, too, is as busted fire sprinkler lines above heads fire sprinkler lines and that just happens when it's this cold there's not a whole lot you can do to prevent it but it happens and if that happens you know usually the fire the fire department's called it sets off the alarm and everything and it's an instant it's usually an instant break to a large degree Um, and it'll flood the building you know if that happens give us a call we have guys on call christmas eve and we have teams on call christmas day we understand that you know we're just not a Monday through Friday type of business. This is, uh, you know, pi- when pipes burst and flood property, you know, the faster you call us, the faster we can respond, um, the faster we can mitigate the damage that's going to happen. Because a lot of people, what's going to happen is damage is going to happen at your business, and you're not going to know it till you come back on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday after the Christmas holiday, you know, and and and. If it does happen, give us a call. We can get there quickly, and we can start mitigating the damage. The great part about Cavens is we can not only water extract, structural dry, fix the problem, but we can do your build back too, and we can work with your insurance company. You know, it's um, it's also more than just homeowners. It's business owners, right? Yes. You're, you yes. maybe are, are out of the office for a couple of days, and something like this hits, Gary. Uh, you might not find out until the weekend is over and you guys will still be here to help. That's 100% correct. Uh, you know, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, Sunday's going to warm up. Monday's going to be a lot warmer. Um, you're not going to see a lot of these floods until the first of next week. But if you do before then, give us a call. We have guys on standby ready to go. And if otherwise, next week, first of week, we've got guys on call. Um, you call us, you talk to a live person. We're not ambulance chasers like some of the national chains. You know, we just don't sew up because we hear it on the um, the scanners. Um, you know, we have to be invited. And, uh, you know, we, we take care of our customers. And, um, you know, and we do a great job and walk through the whole process. Uh, we have many customers that we're working with currently that have been through major water losses, major mold jobs and stuff like that. And if you walk up and talk to any of them, they're just going to say we just do an outstanding job. And they're, they're so happy that we were there to be able to help them through this process and you know if the other thing you know we have the relationship with brown o'haver um you know and if you know your insurance is being stubborn about something we bring them in and they help out um so it's good to to work with them also if you're dealing with a large water loss 
By the way, a quick recruiting update. Uh, Josh McQuistian just tweeted moments ago that he is uh, he has talked with Kendall Dolby. He's faxing his letter of intent now. So that means all 23 of the Sooner commits heading into the day will indeed have their letters of intent in before the Brent Venables press conference. And, of course, the one extra, which is Marcus Strong. We'll learn more about Peyton Bowen in 30 minutes from now. Looks like DJ Hicks is going to wait until Friday. Uh, Parker said, don't rule out Oklahoma. Um, but then in the same vein, he's been pretty strong to Texas A&M since that original commitment. Any other pieces of advice, Gary Cavins, that we can give people just uh, in general? Because even if you see something, you know, you can't just make, oh, you know what, I'll wait. I'll get that later because then you risk the mold. Then you risk more pipes bursting. You know, and that's the thing. I have a, a big mob, uh, mold job right now. I'm going to leave it nameless. Uh, but, you know, it was basically from – a large degree, some neglect, but it wasn't necessarily neglect. It was just long-term water intrusion issues. So I've also seen a lot of times when we have a massive winter, you know, freezes like this where pipes burst, people don't do anything about them, the next summer we're remediating mold out of their house mm-hmm. and massive, massive amount of mold. So if you have a water loss, you have a broken pipe, uh, anything that happens that's causing water to intrude into your home, your carpet, your sheetrock walls, um, or your business, you need to have, call us immediately because it needs to be structural dried and it needs to be extracted too. Insurance pays for this. Insurance doesn't normally pay for mold. Some policies cover mold, not all policies, but the majority of the policies out there cover water extraction. So it's much better to call us to extract the water and structural dry and have your insurance cover it than call us on the back end and have us come in and remediate mold, which may not be paid for by your insurance because they may consider it neglect. Mm -hmm. So make the call, make us your first call. We can come in, we can take care of you. Our guys are trained. I mean, these guys spend hours and hours and hours training and developing and honing their skills. And I spend hours and hours and hours training my skills. Jessica VT is the same way. Mm -hmm. We have a highly trained team, and we've spent over $300,000 in new structural drying water extraction equipment this year alone that we have out in our shop that's ready to go and help you on top of what we already had. Great stuff. All right, um, Gary, thank you for still having us out, man. I know you're, you're busy, but uh, everyone needs to know the number, 405-573-3048, cavensconstruction.com, cavensgroup.com. Don't wait. Oh, what's one more? Don't forget Tulsa. That's right, up in Tulsa. That's right. Uh, 918-282-7612. Yeah, can't ever forget about the 918. All right, thanks, Gary. We thank appreciate you. you. It's Gary Cavins right here at Cavins Construction. And, again, uh, here's the weather update. I was going to bug Dr. Kevin Clazel, but he's busy enough. Um, we're still on track for this Arctic front to reach tonight after midnight and really plunge when the sun comes up tomorrow morning where the temperatures will be down around 13 degrees. Winds will be extremely gusty with sustained winds of 30 to 40 miles an hour. Uh, falling tips and gusty winds will drop wind chills during the day on Thursday below zero. When the front blasts through overnight, there could be a very brief period of uh, patchy freezing drivel, patchy freezing drizzle, or scattered areas of snow flurries into the morning hours. When snow flurries fly in 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts, it can look quite impressive. It is not a blizzard, and any accumulation would be a dusting at the most. 
No travel impacts are expected from snow, although gusty north winds on east-west highways like I-40 and Highway 9 could be cumbersome. Temperatures during the day tomorrow will hold around 10 degrees and then fall into the single digits in the afternoons. Friday will start a a slow warm-up, but it looks like like it's going to be a 24-hour freeze. Make sure that you're prepared. And if something happens... Call Cavens at 573-3048. All right, let's take a break and reset the deck. When we come back, we'll run through everything, everything for Oklahoma signing day-wise, 23 of 23 names, um, adding a 24th with the late add of uh, Marcus Strong, and we'll see if there's a potential 25th, a 26th, our 27th still to come. It's a Plank Show live from Cavens on the ref. All right, so every player the Sooners had committed heading into signing day has inked and delivered their letters of intents, including the most recent edition. Scanning. All phases complete. Kendall Toby. You have been chosen for being a man of great character and the competitive edge you bring to the table. Welcome to the Oklahoma Family. I really like this kid a lot. It's Kendall Dolby. He is the uh, Juco transfer, impressive guy. And again, I don't, I know some, why did it take him so long to send in his letter of intent? Who cares? It's in. 5'11", 180. I'm going to be careful about talking about anyone's size at 5'11", but decent size. He was four-star. Um, Washington, or um, Oklahoma State, Arkansas came after him. 68 tackles, six for loss, two picks, one sack, eight pass breakups in two years. He was the number one JUCO recruit in the state of Oklahoma. And I feel like, Josh, a guy that we had heard about quite a bit heading into today, at the very, I mean, outside of Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks, at the very least, a guy that everyone seems to be pretty excited about. Yeah, and I just like bringing in a JUCO player or two. I know that we're certainly caught up in just the the high school signees and then the transfer portal. Oh, man, who, who is Oklahoma going to add out of the transfer portal? Well, the the JUCO route, I don't think you totally forget about that either. Somebody that has, has been around college campuses as well. I mean, it's kind of the transfer portal in a way, too. Maybe somebody that coming out of high school was highly thought of, but the academics just weren't quite right. So I, I think it, it's a nice little wrinkle for Oklahoma to not forget about the, the JUCO ranks. Don't really think it's been kind of an avenue that we've seen very often, but then uh, dipping into the JUCOs. But whenever the Sooners do, for the most part, it's been pretty successful, right? Isaiah Coe, uh, Perion Winfrey, two guys that came from junior colleges. I know, was Daryl Simpson a JUCO guy that didn't necessarily pan out on the offensive line? Uh, Hollywood Brown is a great example. So uh, it's not something that you see a lot. But whenever Oklahoma dips into the the junior college ranks, it seems to work out pretty well. Now, I know if you're tuning in at uh, 10.40 a.m., you probably have that one question that has kind of 
permeated for most of the Sooner Nation for the better part of the last week, and that is what's going on with Peyton Bowen and DJ Hicks. Well, Hayes Fawcett is reporting that in 20 minutes from now, Peyton Bowen will make his announcement. We'll bring it to you as it happens right here on The Ref. Meanwhile, uh, Parker Thune will join us as soon as it wraps up. Now, Brent Venables is slated to be talking to the media right now. I don't know if that is uh, happening as we speak. If Coach is at the dais, I know he just wrapped up his responsibilities on ESPN Plus and the Sooner Signing Day show, which was taking place. But um, he is he's slated to be talking with the media here at 1035 this morning. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see exactly what we get from Coach. And maybe he is in a situation where he's waiting for uh, a Peyton Bowen announcement. I would assume that they would know, right, by this point, whether or not he's he's coming to Oklahoma or he's not. But we'll bring you what we can from Coach Venables coming up here in a bit. Josh, how do you feel about just running through the entire class? You ready? Let's do it. Let's uh, briefly sprint through. All right. We got time here. So 24 Sooners have inked their letter of intent. 23 of them had been committed heading into the day. We'll go in alphabetical order. There is Adapuju Adabare. Now, we'll make it easy. His name is PJ. So PJ Adabare, he is a five-star prospect, big edge rusher, 6'4", 240 pounds, out of Kansas City, Missouri. So PJ Adabare, out of Kansas City. Uh, and, and we'd heard real real quick great things about him, Josh. It seems as if the staff is really excited about him. Where's my little notes on Adabare that I had right here? Um, his high school coach was Leon Douglas. He was a number one player in Missouri and has a seven-foot wingspan, which I assume is really good, right? Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> a seven-foot wingspan? Are you kidding me? A- absolutely. For Jack's- a 6'4 guy? Yeah, that's pretty good. Jackson Arnold, quarterback out of Ditton Geyer, Texas, um, mid-year enrollee, five-star prospect, top 13 recruit. He is OU's seventh highest-rated recruit in program history, according to 24-7's composite rankings. Chose o- OU over all the big dogs. And, you know, I didn't realize this. I was listening to Josh McQuistion. I guess whenever he had committed and signed, well, committed to Oklahoma, he wasn't necessarily viewed as kind of all that. And then people started digging a little deeper, and then he started his final season at Ditton Geyer, and they realized, okay, all right, this guy's the real deal. And by that point, Jeff Levy had, had sealed the deal, as had Brent Venables. But, you know, we'll, we'll see defensively what P.J. Adabare becomes. We'll see what, you know, potentially a Kendall Dolby or, I don't know, if they end up getting a Cecilia Kana. But as it stands right now, for a defensive-minded class, Josh, to still get the five-star quarterback, I think is a massive deal. It's huge, yeah. The the foundation of a program in a lot of ways boils down to do you have the difference-making, the star-level quarterback in Oklahoma with a five-star in Jackson Arnold? They, they think they've got that. Obviously, uh, what, what he was able to go do – uh, in terms of against the other elite quarterbacks sure. to, to go win that type of competition that, that he won sort of speaks to the, the player that we think Oklahoma is getting in Arnold. So 
you know, it, it doesn't all start there, but you know, a lot of ways, a lot of we've seen it in Oklahoma, right? A lot of problems can get masked by elite quarterback play, and Oklahoma thinks they've got another one in Jackson Arnold. Mm, love it. I love everything about him. All right, Joshua Bates, center. Now that's unique. Uh, Bill Beanbow talked about it. You know, your best offensive linemen usually aren't centers, but this is a kid at 6'3", 305 out of Durango, Colorado, that has done nothing but play center. Uh, a guy who everyone wanted also throws shot put in discus for Durango High School. Keon Brown, one of two wide receivers in this class, four-star prospect, track guy as well, too. 6'3", 188, good size at receiver. Lewis Carter, linebacker out of Tampa, Florida. Ranked as the number nine linebacker in this class. Also um, a a big-time track and field guy, too. Four interceptions, four forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries during his career at Tampa Catholic. Kendall Dolby just talked about him, the last signee to officially send in his letter of intent. Chose OU over Arkansas, among others. Number one Juco cornerback in Oklahoma. Caden Green is one of four high school offensive linemen in this class, we talked about Joshua Bates, green four-star prospect out of Summit, uh, Lee Summit, Missouri, 6'5", 315. Caleb Hicks is one of two running backs regarded as the number eight running back in the country by rivals, chose Oklahoma over Alabama, helped Ryan High School to the 5A Division One state title his sophomore season in 2020. The third offensive lineman we're going to talk about is Logan Howland. I consider him more of a developmental guy. A three-star recruit, um, but really playing offensive line for the first time. They fell in love with his size, 6'7", 280, uh, helped the Hun, the Hun School of Princeton, to back-to-back undefeated seasons. Jacoby Johnson, Josh, this is a guy that you fell in love with. We'll see what he is. Is he a uh, an offensive guy? Is he a defensive guy? I'll tell you, who do we talk to uh, whenever it came to Jacoby Johnson? Let me see here. I think we talked about him on a defensive side of the football. But you liked him. You had a chance to see him firsthand, and he impressed you. Oh, he's an awesome player. Uh, Terrific talent. Out of Mustang. Out of Mustang and can do a bunch of different things. He's expected to be a defensive backfield player for Oklahoma. That's where the Sooner coaching staff likes him. But, again, you know, this is somebody that – Probably, if uh, you wanted him to, could help you out in the special teams game with punt return. This is somebody that can go catch and run with the football for you. If you wanted to play him a wide receiver, he's done that at Mustang. He's certainly, if nothing else, from a defensive back standpoint, this is somebody that is going to be a ball hawk, right? He could go high point the football for you. He's comfortable yeah. doing that, He's which, you know, that's not unique necessarily to a defensive back. We see a lot of these guys that sign kind of do both, right, have played wide receiver and defensive back. Just so happens that Jacoby Johnson, pretty special if he wanted to play wide receiver as well. So he's a huge get, in-state talent. So for everybody that wants to say Oklahoma doesn't recruit in-state, okay, well, they got Jacoby Johnson. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like the kid a lot. Derek LeBlanc, 6'5", 265-pound beast out of Osceola, Florida, he is a dude that is going to factor in on the defensive line. Uh, has every tool, great family, versatile dude. Derek LeBlanc, 6'5", 265. Eric McCarty is another, another Oklahoma guy. Is he a safety? Will he be an offensive guy? Three-phase player, number nine all-purpose back by rivals uh, in the top 100 
as far as safety is concerned, uh, coming off an injury that cost him part of his senior season, impressive talent out of McAllister. We got time, continue to roll through this. Day McCullough, of course, the big get here was his his brother, Deshaun McCullough, who's coming to Oklahoma out of the portal from Indiana. His dad, Dalen McCullough, coaches running backs at Notre Dame. Day McCullough, safety, 6'2", 200 pounds out of St. Joseph's High School, had been originally committed to Cincinnati, but changed his commitment and assigned with Oklahoma. Josh, I love this kid, Cade McIntyre, six foot four, 210-pound beast out of Fremont, Nebraska, three-star recruit, 2,900 all-purpose yards. Uh, in fact, whenever we're going to talk to Parker coming up here in just a bit, had six touchdowns in one game, which was a school record, and continues to add some juice to that tight end lo- uh, room. I like him a lot. Samuel Omoshigo is a linebacker out of Crandall, Texas, four-star guy, uh, ranked as the number six and number seven linebacker by 24-7 and on three. The final offensive lineman in this class for Oklahoma, Heath Ozeda, 6'6", 300 pounds, an absolute beast of a man, a redheaded kid, <laughs> so he's, he, you can spot him anywhere out of Mount Sy High School in Washington. Jaquez Petaway is the second wide receiver in this class. Speed guy, four-star recruit out of Houston, Texas. Langham High School, 22 under, 2022 Under Armour All-American. His brother is a linebacker for New Mexico State. Chose the Sooners over Baylor and Texas. I love this next kid. We're going in alphabetical, giving you little nuggets on every member of the Sooner signing class. Phil Pachotti, a four-star recruit, is Pachotti. Uh, last year, six yards per carry as a running back, 144 tackles, four-star recruit, impressive kid, kind of has that Danny Stutzman mindset out of IMG Academy by way of Perk, I think it's Perksey, uh, Pennsylvania. Ashton Sanders, 6'1", 270-pound defensive lineman, consensus three-star prospect out of Los Angeles, uh, chose OU over Cal. Dalen Smothers, one of the final names to come in, running back out of Charlotte, North Carolina, the North Carolina High School Player of the Year from the Charlotte Observer and the 2021 Mr. North Carolina Football. Makari Vickers, a guy I like a lot, 6'1", 180, 6'1", 180 pounds out of Tallahassee, was considered a four-star recruit, the number 86 player in the country. Josiah Wagner, cornerback, 5'11", 170, out of Spanaway, Washington, chose OU over Arizona State. And then Taylor Win, uh, I'm sorry, Taylor Wine. Gosh, almost got through it. Taylor Wine, tech, uh, Tennessee, chose Oklahoma over Kentucky, Ole Miss, and others. Uh, number 24 strong side defensive end, according to rivals. Four-star prospect, ranked as one of the best edge rushers in the country. 91 tackles, 31 tackles for loss, and 13 sacks during his senior season. And we can't forget the late edition of Marcus Strong, three-star recruit, touted as the number 64 defensive lineman in the country, big developmental guy coming off an ACL injury last year. His brother, Maurice, is a defensive lineman of South Alabama. There's a nugget on all the Sooner signees. When we come back, we'll dive into getting ready for Peyton Bowen's announcement next right here on The Ref. Hi, the Plank Show rolls on right here on The Ref. We're at Cavens Construction on a Thursday. Uh, Mold testing, mold removal, rotter extraction. We're about 10 minutes away or less from Peyton Bowen's decision, Cecilia Connor will make his announcement this afternoon 
at 3 p.m. Sooners had 23 commits heading into today. Right now they have a 24-person signing class. Could grow. Will it grow? We'll find out. Um, off the Air Cover Solutions text line, so I wanted to ask, where are the rest of the Big 12 schools as far as overall Cruton rankings are concerned? I went to 24-7. Here's what we've got. Texas currently has a number four class in the country. Oklahoma is at number eight. TCU is at 17. Kind of impressive for Sonny Dykes. Texas Tech 22nd. Top 25 recruiting class for Texas Tech is good. Baylor 28th. Kansas State 30th. West Virginia 36th. Iowa State 41. Oklahoma State checks in at 60th. Now, OSU's had a, a nice portal season so far, so that affects it in a good way. But Oklahoma State 60th followed by Kansas, who has the 72nd ranked class in the country. So there you go. There you go. Um, I am a firm believer that uh, stars matter, but also development does too. So we'll see kind of how that pans out for both Kansas and Oklahoma State. So you ready for this, Josh? Either uh, it's going to be an hour's worth of celebration or everyone's going to be freaking out. Which way are you looking? Which way are you feeling right now? I'm still feeling positive. Still feeling positive for one Peyton Bowen. But, uh, yeah, here we go. Giddy up, right? Uh, feast or famine. How about this? This is interesting. Um, Brent Venables just started his press conference. Whenever he was talking with Gabe and Teddy on the set for the Sooner Vision show, he talked about 24 recruits, 24 signees. As he started his press conference, Josh, he keeps saying 25. Interesting. A 25-person signing class. Said they have six defensive backs right now. And counting. <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll hear from Peyton Bowen next and Parker Thune right here on The Ref.